welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Emily. And my name is Andrew. And we made it weird before we even started. We? You? I just followed what you were doing. Okay. I, you know, I matched your energy. I'm just matching your energy, bro. Matching the vibe, bro. Matching it. Doing it. Feeling this vibe up in this house? Uh, I don't know. Dude. I know, is that what the cool kids say these days? I've never in my life matching the vibe up in this house. No, they're, I, I'm pretty oh, sure the kids aren't saying that. No, I'm pretty sure the kids are saying this vibe is bussing. Straight bussing, though. Bussing? Yeah, it's one of the... I'm sure like I'm a year behind that one. Bussing some, bussing some tracks, making some bus channels. Oh, there we go. Up in Studio One. No. I spent so much time in Studio One on a video that I launched last night. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I've decided to embrace being old. And part of getting old uh, is embracing smoking the meats. Meats and I'm back, meats. I'm back on my bullshit again. I have made my own bacon from scratch. Oh, that look. You made that. That's so thin. You made it so thin. I expected it to be thicker. Damn, that's crunchy bacon. Yeah, that's super crunchy. This is now um, a bacon ASMR podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I cured it myself. And I... Wow. Yeah, I need to readjust that cure. It's too oh. sweet. Um, but... I don't like sweet bacon. I'm not sweet meat. Yuck. It needs a little sweetness to work, but not a lot. And this is venturing towards candied bacon. It's better than my first. At- this, so this is only my second attempt ever. My first one was like so like, yeah, the Sack recipe green. I followed was nonsense because it was uh-huh. asking for brown sugar and honey. And this one was like, I sliced it and put it in the pan and it was like burning before it even cooked through because the, the sugar was just like caramelizing on the outside. Ew. So that wasn't great. Did a better job this time. I'll dial back the sugar next time. But pepper needs more or not enough. Wait, that's <coughs> the same thing. Too much or not enough? Right amount. Wrong. Wrong pipe. Oh. Yeah. I was trying to talk while eating peppery bacon. Uh, yeah, so I cured it. I smoked it last night. I took it off the smoker. Took a ton of ground pepper, like fresh ground pepper over it, wrapped it up nice and tight and for the fridge overnight, and then sliced and fried this morning. And yeah, I would say this is a huge improvement from the first round, but I'm not sure I'm bringing this to Christmas brunch. So we'll see. Sugary bacon. It's super smoky though. I smoked it for four hours. Ooh, over Applewood. Damn. Was able to keep the temperature down low enough to where I wasn't rendering the fat out of the bacon in this smoking process. Wow. Pretty exciting. So anyways, uh, I'm old. I smoke meats. Like Mark Zuckerberg. Oh. Yeah. So what's a new theme? Uh, I, well, I thought I broke my toe. I just sprained it. Uh, then my grandpa died. So that was yeah. great. So yeah, I have had Brad. a fantastic week. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Thanks for asking. Yeah, we talked about some of that earlier in the weekend, um, but so I don't sound too terribly heartless here because this is about me. I'm I am sorry about your grandpa. Thank you. It's sad to hear. Thank you. I just saw him in October, so that uh, you know. Took a little bit of sting out of things. Uh, you know, it had been a couple of years since I'd seen him, so I was glad we got to make that visit out. Meant a lot. Um, get some quality time with him, so. Good. You know. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I mean, it sucks. It is what it is, and it's that age where these things happen, and it's, um, you know, it doesn't really get easier. I guess, right. but, uh, you know, it just sucks. So, sorry. I guess there should have been a content warning for that one, but I didn't think about it. Yep. Sometimes life is, uh, life is raw happens. It's raw. Yeah. 
This episode is actually dropping the day after my mom's birthday. Happy 60th birthday, Happy birthday, birthday mom. Emily moms. Yeah. Yeah, happy birthday, mom. Oh, she wouldn't have liked me to say the age. So happy birthday. Happy. Happy, happy 38th birthday. birthday. Yes. May you never age another year. Lord, to be 33 forever. I found yep. out that Tom Cruise actually, all of his wives, wives divorced him at the age of 33. Oh. Yeah. I mean. And each one was 11 like- years younger than the last. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's uh, that's like the Leonardo DiCaprio effect, but just yeah. delayed. Or uh, the Taylor Swift effect, or the Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, I get older, but your girlfriends stay the same age. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> to change the subject around, scotch. Yeah. So I just kind of was like, uh, emailed some some folk and was like, uh I was going to film some demos this week and I'm just not, not filming any demos this week. I'm really yep. sorry. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was that. So uh, sorry, really sorry to everyone. I was supposed to film demos for this week. I did not, uh, you know, can, can I interject and say, please don't apologize. That should be normal. I know. Like a death of a beloved family member should be cause for no questions asked full stop. Oh, they were all really cool about it, and they all basically said, don't apologize. Good. Oh, so, that's good, yeah. If any of them didn't, can I beat them up? But like, in if a any of them didn't, way? If any of them were not cool about it, I would have just returned their project, their product, honestly. That would be a good pacifistic way of beating somebody up. I'd have been like, sorry, it's not working out, and return the product, so. But thankfully, they were all really, really cool, especially Matt from Line 6, which is the coolest, and uh really love really love that company so i'm really i really yeah. wanted to film that hx stomp video this week because i've just been loving it i mean I, I used it in something i filmed last weekend with the uh model cycles and was really excited to really just feature it on its own this week but uh obviously that just didn't happen so it's still sitting sure. on my desk waiting <laughs> waiting to be uh properly appreciated <laughs> you know so but I'm like, it's such a cool, the Stomp XL. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the all-in-one unit, like that yeah. plus an expression pedal with a Fox Cairo topper would be a great all-in-one rig. You know, I don't have an expression pedal with a Fox Cairo topper. I just have some. I do have some of those little DoD toppers. I'm pedals, expression pedals. That would work. Yeah, I know. I love the way that those things look. I actually got one in my box out. So- the box over my head here. I'm staring at it now. Yeah. I was like, what are you looking up at? Well, I think that I got a volume. Uh, yeah, no, I got one with the full intent of doing a giveaway. I don't know if I'm going to do it all just on my own or if I'm going to pitch that in with the giveaway with somebody else. Uh, and I hate doing giveaways. It's not just, it's not because I hate giving things away. It's because I have to be absolutely real. Like giveaways work from a marketing perspective. They work so well to like get email subscribers, get followers or whatever. But like the, the, the headache that they are, I, I don't think they're the, they're, they are a great way to get fast subscribers or mm-hmm. followers they're not necessarily the most engaged people. And yep. um, and then when people people bother you a lot, they're like, have you announced the winner yet? Have you announced the winner yet? And uh, then if they don't win, like you, the sob stories that you get with these campaigns sometimes. Like I used to do a lot of kit ticket giveaways when I ran a blog called Nashville for free in Nashville, obviously. Right. When I would do ticket giveaways, I would it'd be like comment to win coming for the chance to win and i would just get like sob stories like i'm sorry like this this is not this is not how this works like it's not like why do you it's not this is not helping your case this is just making me feel very uncomfortable like i'm sorry you're going through it right now we all are going through some stuff everyone's got problems right but trying to like manipulate me is just making I me- deserve these tickets because it kicked Baxter off the bridge. 
Yeah, it'd be <laughs> stuff like that. Like, it would really, it'd be like my ex-boyfriend kicked my dog off a bridge. I'd be like, Jesus, wow. Uh, that does nothing to do with the national playing the Ryman Auditorium. That dog yeah. could have gone to a kid. Oh my god. <laughs> it would really be like that. And I and <laughs> no, I, I think just like that experience has made me not want to do giveaways. And then sometimes people win and you reach out to them and they just don't respond to you and you're like, yep. Whoa. Yep. And you're like, you have twenty four hours to respond, and then like three days later they're like, Oh, here's my address. And be like, you had 24 hours and then they get really right. mad at you and cuss you out and like threaten to hurt you. Yep. Like, I just can't, I just don't like doing them. And that's yeah. why get off that doesn't really do giveaways unless yep. someone else is fulfilling them. And it's, I've won a few giveaways. One, one giveaway I won took like a year, a dead ass, a year to fulfill. I actually kept messaging the guy. I'm like, what is up, dude? Yo, bro. Like, like, <laughs> You can't, you can't do that. Like you can't have a giveaway and no. then not fulfill the product. Like that's just, it's that's not like it's that hard. Like fulfilling a giveaway should be simple. Like you should not be giving away something that you don't have, which it sounds like is what happened. Uh, so that I got my headspace is just, yeah. You, you need to simplify that experience. Yes. That you're having that, that many issues really with it. One. I'm not naming names on that one. I, uh, no. So, I am doing a giveaway with Fox Cairo soon, but I'm oh not boy. the one fulfilling. It's part of a larger situation with another platform, Good. but I don't think that's getting announced till probably around the time or like another couple, three weeks. Mm-hmm. We'll be in the new year. I think there's a plan cool. early January. So keep an eye out. Yes. I'm sure excited we'll for that. talk about it when it happens. Oh, absolutely. We'd love to talk about it. I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also excited that I'm not the one doing the fulfillment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah. I contributed. No, for, fulfillment sure. was the worst. I remember, remember once we did a giveaway and the first winner was like some weird spam account. Yeah. That was, that was awful. I was like, uh, we're not going to do that. Yeah. No, just kidding. The second winner was in Canada and I had to be like, you got to cover shipping. Yep. Sorry. Yeah, I covered the difference in shipping. Yeah. They were very excited though. And they were very gracious. So I'm glad that person. Yeah. Um, and once Anne Lukowski won a fuzz pedal from us, that was cool. Yep. That was super cool. Yeah. Hey, Anne. But... <sighs> Dude. <laughs> Anyways. Hey, if any, any other platforms are interested in, uh, <laughs> I think Fox Cairo join your giveaway. Let me know. <laughs> How's that for a, very unprofessional soft feeler. Mm-hmm. Spaghetti on the wall. See what sticks. Yeah. I've well, got I stuff hear- laying around. Speaking of stuff you got laying around. I heard Bacon? you have a, a, something Christmassy, perhaps. So um, Get Offset does every year with our Patreons. You can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash getoffset. If you join at the $5 tier or above, uh, you get access to our exclusive Discord server. And a bunch of our Patreons do a $25 limit, um, you know, $25, $30 limit, uh, Secret Santa. And this year, most of us are opening our gifts during a Thursday um live video chat thing in the discord server unfortunately andrew can't make that and i actually know who andrew's secret santa is and uh, she also cannot make that so andrew's going to open his secret santa gift on the podcast i have no idea what this is i can't it feels like there might be a shirt in here there's also something else that's firm firm and it doesn't it doesn't make sound when i shake it Okay, but so it's not a shaker. Op- the padded envelope does feel very, like, I don't know. It's got a nice quality to it. Probably not an egg shaker. Noted. I missed the trash can. So close. Yes, so like far. Three feet from me. It's wrapped. Ooh, God, that's classy. I just I just had mine shipped directly from the cellar. Same. I am- 
And uh, I, wasn't, I, I wasn't paying for shipping twice. I'm sorry. I had to keep it closer to twenty five dollars. I went a little over, but it was in the spirit. I think it should have cost twenty five dollars. That that's what I'm going to go with. All right, so I've got two. I panicked. Two items plus a card. Uh, I'm going to assume that I should open the card first, so I will set the items down. Dang. I feel she went out. spoiled. You should. Mine's due to arrive on Tuesday. <laughs> it's so cute. It's a cat with ear muffs. And it says, Yowie Christmas. Yowie Christmas for the listeners. All right. It says, Andrew, hope it's perfect. Have Aww. a wonderful Christmas with your family. Hope you enjoy your gifts. I look forward to listen to the pod in the new year. Cheers. Pink octopus kiss. That's Holly. That's our, that's our Patreon supporter and friend, Holly. Thank you, Holly. All right. Start with a smaller one and work my way up to the bigger one. That makes sense, right? Sure. Unless 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 they're numbered, then that yeah, it's dealer's choice. Yeah, yeah, it's numbered. That's number one. So. Oh, it's numbered. Oh wait, is, he's making it up. He's making a joke. He's teasing me. I don't it's, it's know. A cane. It's, it's a candy cane. It's a candy cane, dude. I don't know. I don't know. So uh, the natural progression of me opening a present is I'm going to try to open it as cleanly as possible to, oh, it's just a little tear. Probably won't. Uh, you know what? Ooh. I hear a gasp. Mm. He's looking with wonder. It's an egg shaker. He lies. It, I am lying. This it is Steel City Salt Co. Uh, coffee rub. In partnership Ooh. with Zeke's Coffee. How did you, this is so applicable to the, the the damn topic of the podcast as we started? Yeah. As you are an old man who smokes meats. Great gift. Like, a plus. A plus. So this is got uh, Zeke's Gunpowder Espresso, Zeke's Royal Blue Red Hawaiian Sea Salt. Oh, Zeke's Royal Blue. That's something else. A Hawaiian Sea Salt, garlic, toasted onion, paprika, tele cherry, black pepper. Uh, Amarillo chili pepper and cane sugar. So that is perfect. That is not loaded with preservatives. That is just, that is a down home. What am I going to do with this? Pork. I don't know. Steak, actually. Steak. Coffee rub's great with steak, I think. Coffee rub is good with steak. Beef, at least. Yeah. Maybe a brisket. Okay. I've got like Ooh, 18 different brisket. ideas. Brisket was one of the other ideas I had, and I don't hate that idea. Uh, You're going to have no, me over is... for it, whatever it is. Rick and I are going to Oh, absolutely. Over. Overdue. Uh, yeah, so that is. I come over after my LASIK surgery, like. Swear to God, shit. not staged. I was legitimately making bacon this morning, <laughs> and it was up late last night. So that is that is perfect. All right, so I got That's something great. else. It feels like it could be a shirt. Now, if I remember correctly, <laughs> I put on the on the wish list. I put. Just a general, send me a t-shirt and I will wear it on the podcast no matter what it is. So last year, Secret Santa didn't take advantage of that. This year, I forgot that it was still there because through the same uh, dashboard that we use. I don't don't make promises like that. (laughs) uh, I I made that promise. So I might have to step off camera to change here in a minute. We're doing an episode after this. Yeah, but. There we go. It feels nice and soft. It says next level apparel on it. And this Ooh, that's is a good brand. Good make. Oh, it's an Ernie Ball shirt. I love Ernie Ball. But look at the back. Oh my god. That's a great shirt on the back. It says Slinky Till Death, and it's a Grim Reaper with a double neck guitar. 
That's that is dope. awesome. Dude, that's dope. You can't will a right. church though. Uh I, I don't see why not. <laughs> All right, hang on a second. Um here we go. Angie's gonna go change. change. Angie's gonna go change. <laughs> Thank you so much for your support, Holly. And again, if, if y'all want to get in on this action next year, uh, hit us up on Patreon at patreon.com slash get offset. Uh, <laughs> the $5 or above level, that's the Patreon level. I can just see Andrew just threw his shirt across the screen for those who are listening. Um, so <laughs> this is weird. This is very weird and unsettling. Um, yeah. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. I'm personally looking forward to joining y'all on Thursday live in the Discord server um, where I'll be opening my gift that's due to arrive on Tuesday. I'm very excited. I have no idea. I actually did look up to see who Andrew's person was (laughs) um, before he went live with it. But he actually knew who it was when he got it in. So, yeah. Nice. Oh, that is nice. Good fit. Good fit. I am hyped. It's a good shirt. Oh, this is perfect. Yeah. This is nice. Excellent. Like double work, winner, Holly. triple winner with a, with a card. This is perfect. Thank you so much. Chicken dinners. Several. Holly, that was very kind of you. I really appreciate it. And thank you for being part of this very special Secret Santa. Encino Man Golf Clubs. Cheers. Cheers. Nice. Yes. So this episode of the Gosset Podcast is, uh, you know, sponsored by patrons, of course. It's also sponsored by the Caroline Guitar Company. Oh, I shoot. I do have a what's new. Do I have length? Do I have clearance? I'll make clearance. Come on. No. I'll make clearance. I believe in you. I believe in you. It's like watching like a, some like climbing up a mountain, like belay pants on. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. I absolutely do too. Ooh, that looks like, that looks like what I think it looks like. My IAMs back in. (laughs) She has no idea what I've been saying. What should I say before she plugs it? I'll find out later. <laughs> remember. You remember this? I do remember that. For those who that don't remember, I'm holding up a gold <laughs> a gold telecaster with a B vendor. This used to be the Gatlinburg Fever Dream. This used to be the Cloud Titty Guitar and Boot. Well, Philippe from uh, Caroline Guitar Company and I now have golden girls the g art we had gnl's refinish and um via ferguson's guitar is uh i forget what exactly what he calls flyweight i think um gold and it's beautiful it smells like nitro mm. Mm, nitro yes so i just need to uh, dig up all the parts again and put her back together I'm really excited. Oh, that body sounds so resonant. Like you can hear that. Can you? Yeah, that's cool. There we go. Guitar body resonance ASMR. So much ASMR today. So yeah, I'm really excited about this. It's a beautiful instrument. But, uh, uh, Philippe did point out that the, uh, Routing job has <laughs> he's he's like not the cleanest thing I've ever seen in my life. No, nor 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 mine, nor my life. So yeah, I just need to tighten that because that was already bothering me. Whatever. I missed the hole. That's what he said. Andrew didn't laugh at that. 
All right. So, yeah, this episode of the Get All Set podcast is sponsored by the Carolina Guitar Company. Um, I bought the uh, new, not new, I bought the Hawaiian, the limited Hawaiian pizza. Mm. It's not two Hawaiian pizzas. Which can only mean one thing. Stereo Hawaiian pizzas. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Uh, but that went to a good cause. A uh, portion of the proceeds going to uh, the victims of the uh, tornadoes in the southeast recently. Southeast slash Midwest. God, that was just like a line of storm. So I love that Philippe does that um, when he does his limited runs. Um, a portion of the proceeds always goes toward a very important cause. So, yeah. Very excited. That and then I have the crumb over there. Crumb. Crumb. So, um, yeah, now if I have a couple demos left in my pipeline, um, that I'm going to try to take care of this week and then I'm going to play with some things that I actually have that I just, you know, bought for fun and maybe do some fun videos with it. Like, so I did the crom, I bought that for fun. I want to do the Hawaiian pizza. Um, I have a... Uh, stereo tremolo from Cal and Brad I bought for fun um, on the advice of Matt Ferguson from uh, Yamaha. Uh, lots of really cool things. It's going to be kind of like a show and tell, I think. Sure. But, you know, not necessarily things that are, you know, in production, but things I enjoy. So, you know. Yeah, totally. It's my demo channel. I do what I want. Sorry. Well, there you go. How I feel about it. So, um, yeah, that's that's all I got to say about it. Uh, what else do we have to say before we get into the topic? Anything else you want to say before we get into the topic? I don't know. I'm just basking in how comfortable the shirt is. It's like a really nice, very soft cotton. This is actually really comfortable for a. This is a really comfortable sweater. Fender, thank you, Fender, for sending the sweater. Thank you, Fender. Have you seen, I've done some uh, Christmas tutorial videos, like how to play Christmas songs. I did. Yeah. Did you learn any of them? No. So, so far I've done a Christmas time is here, which is relatively easy, I think. easy yeah and this one and then i think andrew's like sure yeah totally and then, uh, then i think uh baby it's cold outside it's kind of hard i don't know that one from memory as well Yeah, not I. I remembered it better for the tutorial. I like I have it written down. So I, it's like what it's it's wild how like there there are songs you remember perfectly, and then there are songs that you like. I'm eighty percent remember how to play it, and I if I like did it really slowly, I could a hundred percent play it. But if I had the sheet music up there and just kind of glance at it every once in a while, I can play it pretty fast and like perfectly. I guess that's how being a musician works. Yep. I also feel like I remembered songs a lot better when I was younger. I think that COVID brain. But I've also, um, this is the one I really, I think I might do next. If I end up doing another one. Because I don't, I don't know if the views are worth it.
That's the next part, yeah. Oh, huh. It's somewhere in my memory from Home Alone. And that one's pretty easy. Well, there you go. Until you get to this part. big reach yeah maybe it's a big reach to call that easy i don't know mostly bar chords yeah so i don't know uh there's a fucking ant on my mixer board get off no go away don't crawl in there why are there ants in december that's a good question I mean, it hasn't been that cold in Seattle, so it's possible they haven't gone full hibernation. Do no ants hibernate? No, there's no food in here. I guess I'll figure that out soon. Um, yeah, cool. Um, so, yeah, topic. Sorry, I topic. really got farther away from that. Um, there's been a lot of news this year about... Um, it started with Bob Dylan selling off his catalog for a ton of money. Um, not a billion dollars, but uh, hundreds of millions of dollars and has come yep. into the news again recently because um, the boss himself, Bruce Springsteen, sold his catalog, including any masters he had the rights to, which is probably not a lot of them, um, and his publishing for $500 million. Yep. That's a lot of money. And people have been kind of wondering, like, why are these, especially aging rock stars, selling their catalogs? Because they're selling out to the man, bro. Yeah, I was having a discussion with someone in uh, one of the groups about it. And uh, she called it asinine that people would do this. And I disagree. Um, but I can understand why people would think it's a bad decision. Um, because we've been told for years as musicians and songwriters, uh, you keep the rights to your songs, uh, for just and stop. Yep. You're told that. Right. You're told that until you actually study music business. Like I did and take publishing classes. And the idea is you don't sign your rights away willy nilly. You don't sign them away to get a contract. You don't sign them away to get a deal. And we learned this from people like Tom Petty. We learned this from people like the Beatles, uh, that this is just a really bad business decision to make early in your career. Right. And um, do you know why? Well, because that really kneecaps the amount of money that you can bring in through your work. You yeah. Really have one. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's a compound effect. Yeah. So the, the big way that you, you make money as a songwriter is um, through royalties. And there are multiple royalty streams, um, including mechanical royalties. So a mechanical royalty is every time um, it used to be just, it used to be just mechanical meant every time uh, your record is printed. And then it kind of evolved into sold um, right. with, with your song on it. So if you had an album, you wrote 10 songs on it, um, the, the mechanical rate was 9.1 cents per copy sold. You had 10 songs. Every time a record was sold, you would get how much money? 91 9.1. Cents. Yep. Times 10. Yes. 10 songs. So you get 91 cents on top of whatever you were getting from your record label. So that was not subject to any recoupables. That was completely separate from your record label deal. So while you were still trying to get um, money from your record label, because your record label, gave, they paid you in advance. They had marketing fees on top of, so the record label, 
pays you in advance, has marketing fees, has other fees. You have to make all that money back before you can start seeing those are called recoupables before you start seeing any money on top of that. And then there's like a, a split. So then after that, the record label takes their portion of the split, which is yep. a lot. And then you get your portion and it's probably not a great split. It's definitely not, it's probably not as equitable even as 50 50. Cause that's like what indie labels would give you. So they're right. taking, they're still taking most of it, but you start getting that publishing money right away. Because it's not part of your record label contract. Yep. It's completely separate. So publishing was important because you would start seeing that money after the first quarter. So that's three months, ostensibly. And if you so and if you signed that away, you didn't have that revenue stream. Right. So that's one example of publishing. And the other, another part is performance that includes live performance, includes radio performance. That's a much more complicated formula, uh, signed through PRO. Um, but you would get a portion paid out on that quarterly as well. And it depends on kind of on how popular your music is. Mechanicals, cut and dry. That's, that's accounting. That's, you can audit that, uh, yep. performance stuff, much more difficult to audit. Um, yeah. So People like Tom Petty, especially, uh, were huge voices and um, movements to educate and inform young songwriters to not sell your publishing rights. So were the Beatles, Paul McCartney, especially, like famously signed away a lot of early Beatles recordings. Um, and those were purchased very famously by Michael Jackson, bought away McCartney's um, songwriting underneath out from under him when he was trying to buy it back, uh, ruining a friendship that they'd had, which isn't, you know, fuck Michael Jackson, uh, for that. Cause that was just atrocious friendship there. Um, you know, it's a really shitty thing to do. Um, so I, I can understand why someone would think, well, then why would you sell it now? Because the way publishing works um, you have those rights, copyright works, is you have uh, the rights to your creative works for your entire life, plus 70 years after your death. So your heirs can um, continue to make money off of those works for 70 years before they enter the public domain. If Disney has their way, that will be eventually in perpetuity. <laughs> but that's not, hopefully that never happens. Hopefully things will still be able to enter the public domain. Um, right. Right. So right now <laughs> you can look at it like, so Bruce Springsteen is 73 ish. He's in his seventies. Um, you know, Bob Dylan's older, all these people who are selling their catalogs, they're older rock stars and they've, you know, made a lot of their money. So, they're not going to be ones making a huge amount of money from this, but people are still like, Oh, but their heirs, their heirs could still make it. Do you think they care? Hard to say. Okay. So millions a lot. So let's, 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 let's talk about this a little bit here. Here are a few reasons why I, if I were 70 years old and the boss would take $500 million over keeping the rights to my music. Bruce Springsteen last year made $15 million from yep. his, his publishing. Uh, he's 73 now. The average lifespan of an adult male in the United States is 77 years. I hope he lives a lot longer than that. But if I were looking at that, $500 million d divided by 15 is like 33-ish? It's in the 30s. Right. I don't think he's going to live that long. I don't think he's, I don't end. And that's just to break even. That's just to break even on it. And um, with that $500 million, he can make investments. He can set up trusts for his grandkids or his great grandkids. All his children are adults. Now they have their own shit going on. 
I would imagine br- people like Bruce Springsteen and Bob Dylan, who were working class people, probably don't super duper believe in generational wealth. Uh, <laughs> so like, I don't think that they probably super duper believe in like passing on like all that money to their but children. Even if they did, even if they that did. amount of money is enough to where you can set up a trust for each of your several children they could live off of dividends for the rest of their lives comfortably. You can make investments on that money yeah. that can multiply over time. And y- y- you have to look at music as something like, like not everyone is Disney, you know, and the people who like Bruce Springsteen, like I think Bruce Springsteen crosses generations for sure, but I don't think you can guarantee that Bruce Springsteen in 50 years is going to be even 30 years is going to be like as big a brand as it is right now. Like, I don't know if this investment, like I'm sure this investment is going to pay off $500, $500 million. I think, I think this investment is going to pay off for whoever bought the catalog. I think it's fine. Sony. Sony. Cause I think they know how, I think they're going to know what to do with it. I think they're going to, you know, get that money back just fine just fine i'm not worried about sony i think everyone's happy in this deal and i think that's what matters um i think you have to look i I also okay here's another thing uh there are possibly going to be changes in capital gains taxes that i don't particularly understand but i have read about that and right now um songwriting catalogs are not considered as part of the capital gains tax but they might be eventually right so Right now, if they sell those off, um, they don't get taxed like 30 something percent of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's another reason to sell it now, especially. Right. I mean, that's a nine figure difference in taxes. Yeah. Um, another thing is, I think that they've looked at some musicians who have died recently, like Prince and Aretha Franklin, and have seen just what a clusterfuck it's been around their estates. Yep. Prince didn't leave immediate heirs. He didn't have children that were known. Um, and if he did have children, they were, there was something weird about it. Like, I will say if Prince had children, the only, I don't think he did. Because if he did, there was a trust set up for them that stipulated that the only re- way they got the money was if they never publicly came out as being his children because no one's come yep. out publicly as his children. Yep. So I he Here's didn't have rug. children. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't think he had children. He had siblings. He had one full yep. sibling and a bunch of half siblings. People came out of the woodwork and it was just such a mess, that estate. And fighting over it and figuring out who's going to be in charge of um, the, the the music part of his estate and just some really shady characters coming in and making terrible deals and getting sued. I'm like, just make the decision now of who is going to be in charge of your music after you're gone. Why wouldn't you make that decision now while you have some agency over it? That right, just sounds right. like the smartest decision. Because, like, look at what happened to Prince's estate. There are these two absolute, like, grifters, for lack of a better word, it seems, that came in, made some weird deals, got their pantsuit off of them, and just really made the whole estate look terrible during a really awful time for Prince and his family. That was That was awful. I hated watching that as a Prince fan. It was atrocious seeing all that happen, like lying and saying that they had like the ability, like they made deals with like Warner or like other like labels that they, for things that they didn't have access to. And they got sued about it. It was very odd. So now to make that decision now, fantastic, great business decision, great decision for your legacy. It's just thinking ahead. And also another thing, Bruce wanted $350 million for his, estate for his catalog he got 500 mil cheers so feel free to take it back john mayer (laughs) no that's not where he thought he was gonna go with that but john mayer posted something yesterday day before 
about all of this. And he, it was just a picture of the boss himself. And the caption was successful startup owner sell startup for $500 million. Yes. <laughs> and I was that's like, it. that's it. That's it. There, no further discussion. The dude's well past retirement age, 500 million. Like, look, there's a lot I'd be willing to do for a million dollars. 500 of those. There's a lot more I'd be willing to do. I think people um, don't quite understand how, how far like $500 million even is from $500,000. Yes. Uh, that's not a a possible that you can't spend that much in a few years. It's just physically, like you could physically impossible. No, it's, it's bananas. And like, Oh God, I, it's not asinine to do this. Like his kids, his, his family, his kids, his grandkids, his great grandkids, they're set up for life. Like they can have a comfortable living and not, they can just pursue their passions without worrying about being without a home or food. Like they, they, they really can. And I'm not saying that they're going to be rich forever on that money, but they they play their cards. Right. Absolutely. If if they play. Yeah. Like if, if, if things are handled well, I, I absolutely think so. Yeah. Um, and the other the other thing is like there's no guarantee that any of his heirs wanted to manage the music side. Like Yep. I mean you'd be like, Oh yeah, who wouldn't want to manage the boss's like estate? I'm like, do you want to manage your fucking grandpa's estate? I I I don't. Like I mean, I wouldn't care what it was. Like, you want to do your own things in life. Kind of no matter what they are. Like, if you want to be in the music industry as, like, your own entity, like, then you want to be in the music industry as your own entity. Not necessarily as, like, you don't want the nepotism to be that obvious. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, so many reasons. Uh, But honestly, like, I wouldn't blame someone for not wanting to take that on as a, cause that's like a full-time job to manage all that. And I'm sitting here like my dad mentioned like, Hey, like, would you be willing to be the executor for my will? If there, I ever were to pass I'm like, sure. Yeah. I'm, I agree I'm, to that, it. I'm that. Yeah. That's me. And now that I've agreed to it, I'm like, I'm really not looking forward to that. And it's not like he's got a whole lot. He's got like a house and like some furniture, a couple of cats. No, That's it's not, not something to look forward to, but. All right. Like, uh, aside from like the emotional half of the grief, but yeah, like that, yeah. that sounds like a lot of effort for something super small. Yeah. The state's not even like the right word. No. So. And like, but like managing, it's also, I, I would have to imagine also like Bruce Springsteen, that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of work. That's not something you want uh, an heir to manage unless they've literally been training for that their whole life. Like. You want professionals to manage something yep. of that magnitude, like yeah. If I was like one of his five kids, I'd be like yeah, I'll take uh, five hundred or I'll take a hundred million, please. Thanks. How Thanks. Many, yeah, how many? And <laughs> I have no idea adults. how many kids he has. Right. Like, so like team Mary. Take it, put it in an account. And, oh, he's seventy-two. Uh, I'm sorry, Bruce Springsteen, for saying you were seventy-three. Wow. Wow. My bad. Let's see, personal life. Let's see. Scalifa. 1991, first child, Evan James. 1990, first child, 91. They got married. Second child, Jessica Ray, 91. Third child, 94. So I guess they have th- three kids. The youngest was born in 94. That's Sam my is age. a firefighter. Oh, and uh, the daughter, I forgot she won a silver medal at the Olympics. So she's an equestrian. She doesn't give a shit about like running the music business. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. So like Obviously, like one kid's a firefighter, one kid's yep. an equestrian. Um, 
let's see, who has an, a Wikipedia page, obviously, because she's a, a, a silver medal winning Olympian. Yeah. Um, Jessica, Sam. And, and the other the, kid's a Sony executive. I mean, what are the odds? <laughs> the other kid's like my age. Yeah. So like they're I'm all kidding. adults. Uh, oh, he, he, there's a picture of him with a guitar. Yeah. Uh, oh, let's see. 31. He went to Boston college. Nice. Boston. 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 Um, yeah, there's nothing. Yep. And so all that said, like at the end of the day, it's like his decision. He can do whatever he wants with it. But this is far from like the the scenario where you we warn young musicians against. This is like, no, like this is it, this it, is what it you seems want. reasonable. Yeah. This is this is kind of like the best case scenario. Like that you have a catalog that's worth five hundred million dollars and somebody wants to buy it for you at your retirement age. And kind of like the, the last thing I want to say is that Bruce probably made a lot of money from touring because he's playing yeah. like arenas. He's playing a lot of he them. might he probably doesn't need the five hundred million dollars. But maybe he does. He, he lost. Probably he, doesn't pro- hurt. he probably he probably lost a lot of money, a lot of potential revenue from COVID. Like he tours a lot and probably doesn't want to tour as much anymore. Like maybe COVID and not touring, maybe he doesn't want to tour as much anymore. Like he there's does. That, there, he there's does also- like marathon three hour shows. He's seven, in his seventies now. Like I've seen him in his. I saw him in his sixties doing like three three and a half hour shows. I'm like like sliding around on the stage. I'm like, damn dude. Yep. Uh, it's also entirely possible. You see maybe him get into a little bit of philanthropy in his older age. And that's not uncommon for people in that stage of life. they've got some money to, that they don't know what to do with. So mm-hmm. yeah. Curious to see what he does, but ultimately uh, talk about a success story. So cheers yeah. to the boss. Congratulations on your deal and your retirement. Yeah, I, <laughs> I told him he's not retiring. He just released music. Like, he's not, re- this is not retirement. It's functional retirement. He doesn't no, need money at this not. point. He's just going to have fun, do whatever he wants to do. He's it's just no doing whatever work. he wants to do for like, since the 90s. Right. Like, that's all. I think you went, fu- you went fuzzy. Oh, to be functionally retired. You went out of focus. <sighs> Yeah, it's just, no, that's not, it's in focus. It's just how sad I am. I'm becoming hazy. Hazy. That's fine. All right. Uh, that's, that's like, that's the gist of it. Like, uh, you know, I will say, so going back to like being in the music business, like one thing I, I will say is that you always knew when someone like a younger songwriter needed money, when you would see that they were selling some of their publishing, it, it was always like a, a cash money move to sell your publishing and sometimes like when you see someone younger doing that you can you can be assured that like maybe they were going through a divorce or or needed some money yep so like you know when when you're younger absolutely hold on to that publishing hoard it hoard that publishing never never sell never sell it like um you know if you're actually but if you're actually co-writing something with somebody be fair be fair with how much, like no mine. Split. I get seventy percent. And for the record, not every split has to be equal splits. Like if you feel like someone only contributed twenty five percent of a song and that you wrote the other seventy five percent, that is something that you can absolutely do in your split sheets. So do that. Um, but yeah, that's you know, keep it when you're younger. And if somebody wants to buy it for five hundred million dollars when you're older. Do it. It's like the same idea of like when you win a lottery. If you win the lottery, you're offered a lump sum or like an annual cash payout every year of like an equal amount. Yep. Take the lump sum. Always take the lump sum and invest it. Because yep. that's because that'll of be worth way more money. Of inflation, yep. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that oh God, another ant, that's not a good thing. Oh Christ. Just need to yell at them. I am not your niece. That makes me go away pretty quick. Ants. 
what? What? As opposed to as opposed to uncles. Great. Um, cool. Oh, okay. Well, that didn't land. <laughs> Aunts. I get it. Neat. Aunt? Uncle. Do you pronounce it aunt? No, I pronounce it aunt. There's no okay. one. What the fuck? All right. Oh. Well, we're going to let Emily become an exterminator. I, I have some ant baits. I guess I'll have Rick set them out. Oh, good noyering. Um, Yeah, I feel like I was like mid-thought and now I'm a little bothered by it. <laughs> Damn it. Um, Yeah. Shoot, what was I saying? Again. Wow. Split sheets? No. I think I was We're past that. Thought. You know, you know, oh. I just, I just got to get out of this, got to get out of this thought, get back into that thought, get out of this thought. Cool. Well, we'll have the thought next week. Okay. All right. I'm going to go talk to Rick about Aunt Bates. Cool. I have literally no idea what I was talking about. Dang. That's totally fine. It happens. Well, uh, well, please like, comment, subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave a review, please. That's nice. Um, if you need to buy anything, please check out our affiliate links at Sweetwater and Reverb. Um, uh, those help us out tremendously and don't cost you any extra money. So if you have some um, extra Christmas cash and you're planning on making a purchase, uh, please think of us. Those are in the video description and the uh, podcast description. I definitely um, used affiliate links uh, for how I put together my wish list to send to family members. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was like, they have no idea. <laughs> well, let me know what's on that list. I can tell you if it got bought. Uh, I will find out later. All right. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, everyone else out there, uh, thank you for watching and thanks for understanding. Until next time, my name is Emily. And my name is Andrew. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.